Welcome to Dream Girl Diary. I am your host, Raven Miner, aka RaveXO. I want you all to follow along as I share my experiences and tips of self-mastery, manifestation, and building the confidence to get the life we deserve and desire. I believe we are all capable of improving our lives, so let's start now. What's really stopping you? Be a part of this journey with me as we grow mentally, emotionally, and physically. I want to be your voice of reason to keep going and for you to know that you are not alone. Are you ready? Hello, my beautiful lovelies. Welcome back to Dream Girl Diary. It is your girl, Raven. I hope you guys have been doing well and have been re-listening to the episodes. I truly appreciate it. And I hope you guys are feeling rested and rejuvenated and rejoiced and all the other R words that you can think of. Um, but <laughs> I have been and really took this break as a break and I'm loving it. And I hope you guys have been checking out my new Instagram posts because I have finally became active again. So, yes, that is, um, yeah, that's one of the steps for me. So you guys already know all about that so follow me if you'd like i would love that and i love to follow you guys back and see what you guys got going on Alrighty, so as you can tell by the title i am going to be hosting this episode with my best friend olivia and we are going to be talking about body positivity and slut shaming and just our ways of getting over that and what we've dealt with just you know growing up as women and you know just all that stuff that lowers our self-esteem and how to really just build that confidence back up and yeah so we are ready to share our stories with you guys so we have been friends over 10 years now and it has been quite the journey and i am so happy that she is in my life and we just get to see each other grow and just i don't know just keep building that friendship so say hello olivia hi I'm Olivia. <laughs> I don't have to reintroduce yeah. myself. Yeah, um, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. We met in middle school, and it was, and we've been friends ever since. So, so yeah. Um, okay. I work in design. Um, I went to school for four years. I have two degrees: one in marketing, one in fashion design. Right now, I'm a product coordinator for a shoe company which is just like a design assistant for shoe designers hopefully we get into clothing soon so you will that's pretty much it for me um yeah cool cool love that Alrighty, so i'm just gonna ask some starter questions and yeah so olivia what is your sign i am a cancer sign a Capricorn moon and a Sagittarius rising. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm a Capricorn moon too. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Gotta love our water signs. And um, <laughs> let's see. What is one of your favorite talents or hobbies? I guess my favorite talent uh, or hobby. I guess my favorite hobby would be knitting. Like, it's just something to do with my hands while I'm watching TV or something. 
um, I want to get really back into reading. Like, that's something I used to do a lot when I was a child. But now I don't do it as much. So that's something I want to get back into. Okay, okay. And the thing on the talents part. I don't know. Because we all know you can design clothes. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Undiscovered talents. Yeah. To be continued. I guess <laughs> I guess you got to figure out what you think is a talent. Like, right. So, Olivia, what do you think your dream lifestyle would be? Oh, that's a loaded one. Um, cause it, or just, a, always, I guess, a shortened version, possibly. I think one thing that I always dream of is, like, being able and open access to travel. I don't think that's something I'll ever, like, tire of. It's, like, experiencing new places and things and cultures and stuff. Yes. Um, so that's like a dream aspect of my life. Okay. Okay. It's like, I definitely love that. We was just talking about wanting to travel places and seeing how people live in different places. So definitely love that. And the next question is, what is one thing you want to manifest relatively soon? Hmm. I guess like, since my birthday is coming up relatively soon, I guess, like, closing out another chapter of life really well. I think, um, I always hold birthdays in high regard because it's, like, you got to live another year and a lot of people did make it. So, I, like, am very, like, spiritual about my own birthday. Like, near when you became conscious. It's a big deal. Yes, it is. So, we're just manifesting good vibes and just new experiences and i love it i love it and enjoying your life like okay guys so we're just gonna get right into this episode's topic and we're talking about body positivity and just the whole idea of slut shaming and how we've worked to just overcome some of those aspects and just you know, really feeling good with ourselves and our bodies just. So for those listening who don't know what slut shaming is, the textbook definition of it is the action or fact of stigmatizing a woman for engaging in behavior judged to be promiscuous or sexually provocative. So yeah, guys, a little bit of background about me and my experiences with being slut shamed and just being sexualized and all that stuff kind of started back in fifth grade when I started developing boobies (laughs) and mine were definitely growing at a higher rate than the other girls that were in my grade so I was already like looked at just like I don't know like what do you even call that like just I don't know (laughs) I just was kind of looking like the... You were looking like a fifth grader, but you just had boobs. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> like, know. It was just weird. Child most of the time. I mean, it really just ties into people sexualizing children's bodies. Like, you were still a child. You were fifth grade. Like, think of a fifth grader. They're like, what, nine at the most? Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, just like... And also, it's like race plays into it. Like, you grew up in a majority white space. Race plays a big role into like sexualizing children's yeah. bodies in the same way of like black girls are ten like four times more likely to be sexualized than our ca- white counterparts. <coughs> yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, 
my experience with being slut shamed didn't start as soon because I was always a very petite person, so I never really received outwardly sexualization. I mean, I can't really say that I was like slut shamed in the sense of like traditional slut shame. Now I have been like catcalled in on the street by yeah. men, and like I don't know. I can't even tell you when what age that started in. Like I don't think there. I don't know if I like. It just starts. Starts. <laughs> just like starts, and you like there, and like that's sad that we were like children, because that's like where it is. Like where the core of it comes from. Like you're a child. Yeah. And not saying that it gets better with age, because like I mean, I think now as we're older, it's more covert because we can spot blatant sexism. Yeah. But. Covert sexism is what, like, truly gets these conversations, like, is the base of most of these conversations. It kind of crushes our view on the world. Because, like, think about it when you're 9, 10, that's not on your mind. Like, you may have, like, crushes on people and, like, your body's going through um, puberty and whatever. And, like, you're getting sexual hormones. But it's never as blatant as, like, what you experience from other either other people or, like, most of the time, it's adults, like, yeah. And at the core of it, it's, like, you're still slut-shamed. It's just different now because you gotta, like, it's a different ball game. Yeah. I don't think it ever ends because, like, women are, for some reason, and I actually, I think, I hate to say some reason because that gives people an excuse, a pass. Like, I know why. It's, like, you're seen as inferior which is the same thing for racism, the same thing for homophobia, the same thing for transphobia. Like, it's a way to pick out inferiority in other groups. That just made me think of, like, another thing with being young. I remember, like, my aunts and godmothers and stuff saying, like, you can't wear certain things. Or, like, I couldn't even have, like, a red-colored bra or, like, Mm -hmm. wear any type of you know like just stuff like that like no you can't wear that that's for hookers or that's for grown ass women or you know stuff like that and just be like why (laughs) like you know i'm just like it's just a color you know it's like they sexualize like everything just about like i don't know it's like a whole i feel sorry for women that are older than us because they've done they deal with it like on a very much like overt level than we will I think ever have to deal with it now like now that we're having conversations about it it's already like that this would be taboo like you don't speak about being over like overtly sexual and whatever I think it's that's like the root of all our evils because we like act like it's something dirty that we should be doing in the dark when we know that's how all of us got here right. one way or the it's other it's a part of life so I don't know. And they always make it seem... It's not the... It's like, not even a part of life. It's how life begins. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally <laughs> how we all became into existence one way or another. Like... Yeah. So, I think we are get so afraid of it to, like, even speak about it. And then we act out on that because we don't know how to express, like, proper consent, proper sexual attraction. So, like, we got children being sexualized. And that's on a, this is a, like, that's a different whole conversation of, like, Uh, (laughs) pedophilia beauty standards that we hold. Like, the, and, like, the root of it is, like, youngness, freshness, this, like, willingness, this innocence is, like, what people, like, see themselves in. Like, 
think about it like no one wants to think about like a 50 year old lady like for some reason your sexual drive just ends but like (laughs) you're young you're like fresh and whatever and it's I always find it interesting like women have these conversations because like men and boys are just as much sexualized as we are but it's seen as like a badge of honor you know Mm -hmm. like they are just as like and I was having an interesting conversation with Matt, my boyfriend, about he was trying to break it down to me like men are just like that, you know, like we just had our brother January, and I had to like <laughs> look at him because I was like, what you're telling me is that men are evolutionary wired to be violent because they, he was like, we just like, he said a specific phase. He said before you make a decision, come before you think. And I was like, I, that took me aback because I was thinking, I was like, what? I mean, I understand, like, sexual frustration can be a, like, blocker and, like, what you want to, like, f- like, you may go farther if you're, like, thinking about already going there. But I was interesting. I was like, every important decision you have to ejaculate before you think. And he was like, you're thinking about it too literal. And I was like, but that's, like, what you said. Right, so, like, what else? And he was like, then just think about sex different. And I was like, I don't think so. I think men are taught to think about sex different. Mm, yeah. I think men are taught that if my only goal in life is to fuck. And, like, what fucks it up is on the counterbalance is women's only goal in life is to either bear kids or be same virgin. Or do both. Like, the Virgin Mary is a great example of women's... For purity still being in balance with her sexuality, like it, it's a weird, a place to exist in because like, it's like you're they want you to you be. Do, you're do. damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Like I'm either a virgin married, like Puritan, like I'll never let a man touch me until I'm married type of thing, or I'm like on the other like complete opposite end of like I bust it open. I'm a prostitute, slut, whore. Like I get nutted out every fucking hour type of thing. <laughs> So it's never, and and then it's like, (laughs) even if you do want to live those lives, even if you are like, I want to marry, I want to wait to marriage, that is your choice. Or even if you are like, I like being ran through on an hour, every hour, (laughs) that is your choice because, but like women can't exist in choices because a lot of men root their power in their control of women. Right. That's okay. So that's, that's kind of what I was going to get on of just like how during the whole godmother and mamas and everyone telling me about the red bras and stuff like that they're always mm-hmm. like stay away from guys mm-hmm. and you don't want to be uh, looked at as a whole mm-hmm. and you don't you know don't let those guys touch you and blah 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 and stuff like that and which is like i get it like you yeah. don't want to don't i understand don't feel like you need to rush into sexual things or yeah. anything like that but don't say like stay away from men because of like you know it's like it's natural for us to want to be with like you know or whatever sex you prefer whatever but um you know and so it's just messed up that your thought you're taught to feel like you shouldn't be comfortable with the man or like i don't know doing things like that because you'll be looked at as a hoe for doing those things and i don't know i was just kind of going into like people had this um perception yeah people have this perception of me that I 
was like sleeping around with all these people and all this stuff and this was before I even like kissed a guy but because maybe I had a figure and all this stuff in like seventh grade like I just was looked at to be like a whole like you remember all that stuff like in eighth grade and like the ask fm I didn't even have sex eighth grade freshman year like people already thought I was just this whore already and I'm just like y'all don't even know me like it's just it's taught to us that we should be fearful but also if you were without you were unworthy Mm. so men use that like as an advantage tool they're like okay you look like a certain thing like I'm attracted to you I feel x y and z toward you because you got a big butt and big titties I'm the like that's on me but instead of dealing with that instead of being like able to check society has given them a green light because they built like they built our current system so of course I'm gonna give you a green light if I also relate to what you're going through so us as women we try to navigate that as safely as possible because like at the end of the day, a man's attraction can also be the death of a woman. It has happened time and time again in history. We all have yes. had it. <laughs> like, it, we all hear the stories of, and we all have witnessed it. Get like We all have seen how how a man feels about you can dictate whether you live or not. Which is like the super simple unbalance of gender norms in that. And sexualization in that like like you said you were in a you were were still minors like still a child but just because you had a figure and like those body parts aren't even supposed to be sexualized like this is just your like like, normal things your breasts are for feeding children and your ass is for shitting like let's be honest like (laughs) let's if we're gonna be honest like they can be sexual organs but you don't have the right to sexualize me right and how you feel about your attraction, because that's all on you. Like, how you feel about me is none of my business. And it becomes my business when you start degrading me on what you think I am. Like, mm-hmm. that is when it is my business. Because that's, like I said, that's the core of racism, sexism, all these isms that we have suffered under. Like, your thoughts about who I am has nothing to do with me. But it becomes my business when you are trying to jeopardize not only who I am but my life because of what you think about me yep Alrighty. so the next question is what area in our lives do we feel we've gained the most confidence in so I think the area I've gained the most confidence in is just really loving to be myself and know that I don't need to be like anyone that I'm not or try to be like others in ways because um I guess during the middle of like my transition of like getting off of social media and stuff like that I was really just like discouraged and letting other people's successes and other people's pictures the way that they looked and all that stuff like really get to me but now I really just am learning to love just the body I'm in and just being, I don't know, proud of the things that I do rather than hiding them. Because I used to be like 
always on social media, posting myself, um, making uh, my videos, taking pictures of people. Like, I would literally ask people, oh, can I do this video of you? Or, like, mm -hmm. I'll record stuff at parties and just really be in my creative zone. And then after trying to, like, I don't know, I think that I was doing enough or not think that what I was doing was... I don't know, good enough or whatever I was going through during my depressing stage. Um, I feel like I've worked through that and just really started getting back into all the things that I love and really just not giving a fuck about what anyone has to say or thinking I need to do things someone else's way and just really learning how to do stuff my own way and, and mm -hmm. or just becoming more self-aware and just not feeling so judged and stuff. I feel like I gain a lot of confidence in it just being like a free, like uh -huh. a free bird. I don't <laughs> know what to say, but yeah, cause that definitely was in struggleville a while ago. But I think I've really been trying to level that up. So uh -huh. I'm just gonna keep going. Pew, pew. <laughs> okay. So, um, I think the area that I'm most confident in, I guess, will kind of be um, just myself. I would like say a specific area, but um, I don't know if it has to be a specific area. Like, I think me as an individual, I'm kind of confident in because, like, I'm always trying to grow and expand and learn yeah. and whatever that direction is. Like, I don't really put limits on what I can and can't accomplish just because that's what we've learned what we can and can't accomplish so I think over the years my confidence in like my decisions are like valid and like I can make those decisions and be all right and kind of where I'm like growing confidence in maybe growing the confidence in like our self-expression yeah. Like, I think maybe that's I what I was trying that. to say earlier. Like, yeah, you maybe? don't have to, like, apologize for existing. Mm. Yeah. Unapologetically you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is one thing or, I guess, multiple things that help you really feel good about yourself or build your self-esteem whenever you may feel doubtful? And that's just about, like, anything in general, mm -hmm. honestly. And just, like no one's right so why do I feel like I have to be you know because um again every decision we make is going to have a consequence whether positive or negative so you might as well make the decision based off of what will be the best for you at that moment because if I find myself worrying about past me or even present me I get I getting like panic attacks I'm not able to focus so it's like I have to kind of like go for what I want to do at that moment and then I deal with like oh dang I should have did xyz later because like you can't keep focusing on yeah kind of just like control right it's kind of just like a quick decision thing yeah sometimes like besides saying my affirmations to get me out of like funks now I'm trying to think about like myself back then like is there anything I did well, I guess we're not worrying about back then because that ain't going to help you. It's <laughs> like mm -hmm. out bad places back then. So um, I guess when I'm feeling doubtful or if I'm feeling like I look fat or start to feel insecure, like 
I just tell myself, like, just imagine if we were just in a world where, like, everyone's bodies and all that stuff is just looked at as, like, it's just, like, normal. Like, we don't have, oh, she's too fat. Oh, she's too skinny. Like, there's no, like, prejudgments or... Social standards? Yeah, there we go. The social standards, because... I don't know. I just, since we were talking about body positivity and everything, like, that's just been one of the, like, struggles for me. And I don't know. Like, so when I start to feel bad about my weight or anything like that, I just try to tell myself, you are perfect the way you are. And none of this matters. Like, it really doesn't. We all come in different shapes, sizes, colors, height everything like so why don't we just accept the way we are instead of like always trying to change something about it like and that was I think that was another topic in there about all the like uh standards and Mm -hmm. social media and making women think that they have to look this picture perfect model for which changes all the time, like, especially when you're, like, watching old TV shows, like, being really skinny was in at a point. Now it's, like, the slim, thick, big butt, like, all that stuff is in now. So it's just, like, this stuff go keep changing. You just need to learn to just love your body this as it is. And if you do want to change it, do it solely because, like, you want to change it now because, like, you want to look like someone else because that'll make you feel better if I look like her like no just if you want to lose that weight or something like okay you can do it like I also just want to piggyback off of the whole trying to live up to these standards and things Mm -hmm. um just an example of when I was in high school I was dealing with somebody that wanted themselves to be with someone who like I guess didn't have sex that much Mm -hmm. or you know or post um sexy photos and their cleavage and stuff like that you Mm -hmm. know um but was still hooking up with me and like in silence and didn't want Mm -hmm. anyone to know and would feel ashamed and Mm -hmm. um like he literally he literally didn't want to like go on dates with me or like Mm -hmm. And even if not dates, like, we couldn't even just hang out as friends, like, going out to eat or going downtown or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just completely ashamed of me and, like, Mm -hmm. just was like, you're just not someone I would date because you post this, you talk, do this, or, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it really weighed on my confidence and, like, I just really felt shitty about myself thinking well, maybe I do post too much cleavage. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I do post, like, too much provocative stuff. And mm-hmm. so, for a time, like, I did stop. And, like, I feel like I barely even do it now. Like, twerk videos and all yeah. that stuff. Like, I, like, slowed down because I felt like, oh, that's not ladylike. Oh, a man doesn't like that because they mm-hmm. tell you stuff like that. Oh, all she do is twerk, man. She a hoe. And, like, they literally mm-hmm. think you're not worthy of being in a relationship that you're not a good girlfriend or a Mm. good woman or whatever it's just like tell those guys to shut the fuck up and don't let them determine your self-worth like honestly like 
fuck them. You determine your worth. And Mm -hmm. it's just for anyone that's ever been through that or going through that right now, just know, like, leave him alone. He's literally missing out on such a great person just off some predetermined thoughts that he had. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you got to think about you in the forefront because like you said beauty standards the way we view each other are one always set invited biases and like two always are going to change like you can't satisfy someone else and live a happy life like it just won't go coincide because you're basing one your self-worth offers what someone else's things and like I've always been saying it people wake up and they hate themselves like you can't base how you feel about you on what someone else feel about them because most of the time a reflect like people give you compliments or critiques and there, some of them are reflections of how they feel about themselves mm-hmm. so if you are basing how your self-worth off of what other people can give free to you as attention you're gonna always be miserable and chasing a false narrative like right your body is ever uh, and i think we get into a thing of like our body has to look a certain way all the time your body is ever evolving especially a woman's body like we have menstrual cycles that take effect on our body like we have other things outside things that take effect on our body so i think we get stuck in this thing of like my body has to look like this forever it won't it's going right. to change every day. It's going to change every year. You're going to get older. You're going to, things are going to look different. Things are going to have to act different. But in like, we don't get that leeway to be like, it's ever adapting to your environment. It's ever adapting to your health. And I think it's okay that one day you may not be the best looking to whoever, but you're healthy. You're alive. Like, your body is able if you are or your body is disabled if you aren't like it's things that we put so much crazy pressures on to live up to and it's just like your body's there to function no matter what it looks like Alrighty, so we are just going to end this out with describing ourselves in three words i will describe myself as optimistic witty and determined how about you, Olivia? I would describe myself as intelligent, driven, and I would probably say um, honest. Yeah. Those are very, some good descriptors right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to the end. Um, just want to say thank you for being on the show. Anytime. It's like it was super, <laughs> it was super fun. Mm-hmm. And um, guys, this is just a part one. She will be on another episode, um, so be looking out for that. We'll talk about yeah. some more juicy topics, and hope you guys tune in. I'll also leave her socials below and her website. Check out her clothes and all that good stuff. Bye, guys. It's been really fun to be on my first podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. You are a dream girl. Until next time.